And welcome to the GMS Podcast with Jorge M. Sanchez. And thank you for tuning in, everybody. Thank you to everyone who has been continuing to support the podcast. And thank you if this is your first time. If you're checking in for the first time, welcome to the GMS Podcast. My name is Jorge M. Sanchez, as I said in the beginning a couple seconds ago. And I am happy you're here. We have a great episode. But don't forget, you can subscribe to the GMS Podcast at iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, and the CastBox Android app. Plus, most apps on your Android. That would work too. On social media, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you did, you, will, you would have gotten a preview of our guest today. I uploaded a video of her performing the song uh, that she, uh, she performed here in the studio after the interview. So, it was great. You can also donate at Patreon. Just go to patreon.com and search for the JMS Podcast. Any little bit helps. There's different tiers. Uh, three tiers only, I believe, and you could choose, uh, you know, from one dollar a month to five dollars a month to, uh, I believe, the the highest is fifteen dollars a month. See, not much is needed. You can check out the JMSPodcast.com website for all the available content. You got videos, food interviews, uh, much more photography, and uh, a lot of great stuff is happening there. On top of that, on the homepage of the JMSPodcast.com website. You can enter your email to be part of the email list where I will occasionally send out a email about upcoming content and uh, another great stuff. All right. Our main guest today, uh, who is a great, great sweetheart. She is awesome. Great performer. Great musician. Great uh, many other things, uh, as you're about to find out. Uh, but before I tell you who she is and um, much more about her, I just want to let you guys know that you can uh, support local comedy here in San Jose by checking out Cafe for Scotty on Wednesday nights. Last couple of months, it's been great, great, great nights. I mean, uh, just this last Wednesday, we packed out the house and we had some great performances from great local comics. And on top of that, you could see, you could definitely see uh, a lot of potential in the younger kids because Cafe for Scotty is the only open mic, comedy open mic at least, that's all ages. And we're doing a, a lot of great things, and, and we're getting great support, and it's growing. It's growing, and I just I just want to remind you all that you guys can come on out and support, and you can catch me there and be like, hey, aren't you the guy from the from the podcast? Be like, yes, that is me. I am hosting that. All right, today's guest is musician Zoe Campbell. She has an EP available right now. It is named Zoe, you know, her first name. It is available to uh, check out and download and buy on iTunes, SoundCloud, and on Google Play. The featured song we're going to put on before the interview, which is Stratter EP, is Picture Me. It is, uh, I think it's, it sounds a little different from the other songs, but it's one of my favorites. I'm really digging that song, and I think I want to I wanna play it uh, for y'all. And at the very end, she performs in another original song, except this time it's live in studio at the JMS Podcast Studios. At, uh, it's called Being Selfish. All around, I was really, really intrigued by her. She has a great personality, and and she has a lot of a uh, lot of moxie in her. Is that the word for it? A lot of energy, a lot of good stuff, and uh, I think she is destined for a lot of great stuff. By the way, you might have been like, "Oh, Campbell, didn't you have a guest named Campbell?" Yes, definitely. I had Rory Campbell over, and Rory Campbell. <laughs> I think I rushed through that. Uh, Rory Campbell, I had him over, and uh, that is her father. Yeah, I, I think I got the Campbell Dynasty up here in the Gemma's podcast. And 
And I, I, this family is doing amazing things. I mean, I mean, I just recently, I believe Rory has had a featured article on him on the content magazine. So I, I still got to go check it out. And uh, sure enough, uh, his daughter is following his footsteps to greatness. And, and it was great to have her here. And I think uh, without much further ado, let's get right to it. Here is my uh, conversation with Zoe Campbell. But don't forget, the song I'm playing right now is Picture Me, available on her EP, Zoe, now available to buy on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. Go check it out. It's a great album. Go check it out right now as the song's playing. Then you can come back and listen to the rest of the conversation. Sounds like a game plan. All right, here's Picture Me by Zoe Campbell. Picture me Dressed in white Outside I've got no time To worry about The things I don't realize It's all been done Yeah, it's all been done before It's all been done, yeah, it's all been done before. Picture me once more so pure. I'm sorry that I couldn't keep you on my mind. got no time to make those wrong things I did right I was lured by him but it was just one night I've seemed to perfect in the art of being fake Giving my all Always showing up late Not thinking about any decisions I make Poison my mind while I sit and create But I guess after all, that's the curse of the gifted Bad habits, sadness, and addiction So picture me, once more so Sorry that I couldn't keep you on my mind But I've got no time to make those wrong things I did right Yes, I was lured by him, but I loved him just one night 
cuts out, it's the uh, headphones, not the actual recording. Okay. I got a little delicate thing here for some reason. Mm. All right. Um. Yeah, but uh, so you just signed up classes Evergreen? I did. Do you live nearby there? I used to. I just moved actually oh. um, a little farther away, but it's still kind of close. So yeah. close well, to West Valley. What do you study? I want to major in English, but I'm just getting my transfer, like GE credits. Smart. Yeah. That's what I did. Yeah. Uh, unknowingly. I went oh, to, really? I went to De Anza. Uh, I was there for like years. <laughs> yeah, my friends all go to De Anza, but no one goes to Evergreen. It's weird. I'm like the only one solo over here. <laughs> I know they have the police academy over there, right? I think so. I thought yeah. that was maybe... What's the one that starts with a G? There's one in like Morgan Hill. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or almost Morgan Hill. G- Gallivan? Yeah, like Galvin that. College or whatever. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Evergreen is interesting. Like every time I go there, I always find it surprisingly different from the rest of the town i it's very think it's su- awesome it's like mellow and right it's, nice. it's like very no suburbia yeah. mellow stuff but no one's like angry ever and like there's no like traffic and like you know i don't know it's is that what you prefer it's, yeah it's like a very suburbia like nice. thing yeah people are nice they are i don't know people can be like assholes <laughs> you know like kids and stuff but well especially in college yeah in community everyone's college. stressed out but yeah i like it uh zoe thank you for coming here it's great it's great having you on here great being here and uh it's i just gotta put it out there you know it's not about him it's about you but you know your father is rory campbell i had him here he's a, <laughs> he is. i know him and and we're you know i think we're friends i think we call each other yeah, friends no, he, uh, we he both is. do stand up and mm-hmm. and uh he's done great things in the community uh but I, I i gotta ask though it's like he's such a supportive guy how's that like because you know he's dad ultimately right i know well it's it's awesome because it's like I love the support but it does come kind of you know it's different because it's my father like you know yeah. like and it's awesome I, I love him he has been my number one fan like forever well he's one of the uh, big reasons why you got to music right? yeah like big big reason pretty much like the only reason actually I, I don't know I, di- I didn't really think about it I loved music I loved singing I loved playing guitar but I never really thought to like do anything with it yeah Um, and he was always pushing me like you know you, you should learn this and you should learn how this. old are you I think I picked up a guitar and learned like three chords when I was like seven, I want to say. Seven so at seven, he's already pushing for, yeah. for a music no, for, career. No, for yeah. since I was little, yeah. He's oh, already wow. pushing for it. Do you remember what chords they were? Um, G, C, and D, the uh, basic. That's all you need. Yeah, that's, that's all you need. All you need. <laughs> every Bob Dylan song, you know, uh-huh. every uh, Jack White, like, Right Stripes, I was doing Jack that. White. Yeah. I am impressed now. Wow. <laughs> you, like, what genre of music do you gravitate towards usually? Now it's jazz, um, but uh-huh. when growing up, I had a CD I would always play. It was the Red Chili Peppers, yeah. by the way, so um, I would always play that, and he was very influential in that regard. He's always giving me music, you know, Strokes, This Is It. I would, like, fall asleep to that album. I thought he was more of a hip-hop rap guy. Now he is. We're both kind of different. For, which was <laughs> the reason I thought you would, you know, being his offspring, I, I figured you would be, you know, a hip-hop artist or something like yeah, that. Yeah, no, I mean, I like it. We like listening to pretty much everything, but I was definitely raised on, like, you know, classic rock and, I guess, like, alternative. Yeah. Like, 90s stuff, you know. Um, but then I kind of been just been doing like jazz and blues mostly yeah yeah like my like i think it started in high school i was singing jazz so did you play music in high school um i mean just like for a band or no for, like no? not like classes i, sh- I should have i really should have hmm. um i did choir for a little bit and that was really cool how was that like it's actually really like it does help a lot yeah um, i think i got a lot of my you know singing abilities from doing that 
and I didn't even like realize it, you know. Like, I, I mean, in some weird way, I kind of regret not going through choir because mm-hmm. I play music and perform as well and, and and attempt to sing. Yeah. And it like I'm like I, I I'm so behind vocally. Yeah. In so many ways. Well, I always say everyone can sing, you know. It's just matter if it if it sounds good or not. Well, but, you, you, you haven't know, heard like... me sing yet, so not everybody <laughs> can sing for sure. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's definitely something I wish I I did. Like, I wish I did jazz band in high school. I had uh-huh. friends that did it, and I kind of, I well, don't know. You, your first instrument was the guitar, right? It was a, an Epiphone? Um, yeah, now I play one. What was your first? Uh... First, I don't even know. It was like a little kid, like, version guitar. My dad ah. got me for Valentine's Day, actually. <laughs> like, when uh-huh. I was little. Interesting. I don't know what brand it was. No. I should check it okay. out. But again, to jazz, there's not much guitar happening in jazz. What instrument do you think you would, you would have taken on? Um, the bass, maybe. Maybe, or just singing, like just a vocalist, you know, because um, they were they needed singers and stuff. So I would definitely do that. But I would have liked to do um, jazz guitar. I think maybe mm. bass actually that could be cool. But jazz jazz drumming like that would be key like that's like that's like a a rock and roller (laughs) and heart i think that's what you are you bring up jack white i love you want to be a a a drummer at Mm -hmm. one point i i think i mean don't get me wrong your music is great right now i I find it very soothing very nora joan-esque in some ways that's like number one reference people does that annoy you no no not at all i did you grow up listening to nora jones no um i did not but I respect her and I like her sound. I think it's really cool, but I just yeah. don't know a lot, really. Um, so it's funny. People are like, "Oh my god, you must be like such a huge Nora Wait, Jones fan." You're, you're. How old are you? I'm twenty. Twenty. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I just turned twenty, actually. Uh, 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 you said, <laughs> you said that you don't know a lot, but a lot of twenty-year-olds they're like, "I know everything." Yeah, I mean, you're, I know nothing. So. <laughs> oh, no, you know some things. <laughs> something. Something. Yeah. Uh, but in, in previous interviews, you reference uh, your influences to be Lauren Hill mm-hmm. and Amy Winehouse. Yeah. And uh, I find that interesting. Uh, and on top of that, uh, it seems like you had a very eclectic background when it comes to influence. But what, what kind of sounds that really... Because you mentioned Bob Dylan. Like, What is it about th- that folkish guitar sounds that kind of uh, attracted you to that? Honestly, I think what attracted me to it in the beginning was just, you know, being familiar with the songs before, just being grown up on it, and then also being able to play it. When I was able to, like, play a song that I grew up listening to and, like, really liked, it kind of, you know, it sparks that, like, passion, I guess. You know, I, like, wanted to start writing my own music, like Bob Dylan and like that. So, I don't know. I think the simplicity of his songs, um, but they're also very complex. It's like, you know what I mean? Like... His words and his lyrics are very, I feel like, complex. Um, but the melodies and kind of the chords he uses are... A lot of people can play, you know? Right. So that's what I kind of liked about it. So that it wasn't this crazy, you know, Led Zeppelin, like... You know, like crazy, right. like weed. But it was just, you know, simple, nice acoustic music that you can just listen to and it's saying something. So, right. Yeah. And one thing I caught on when listening to your music was that as much as, as you know, jazzy, easy listening as it is, it's, it's a lot, a lot of the content that you're writing about, it's very angsty in oh, some yeah. ways. Oh yeah, and I hate that. I remember telling my dad, I was like, I just want to be able to write like a happy song. I, I have one song on there called The Happy Song. Yeah, yeah. And I wrote it um, for my friend, my best friend Eva. Um, but I, that's something that I'm working on actually currently is like being able to, because it's easy, I feel like, to write sad songs, you know, like people. Uh, that's interesting. 
Yeah, like, you're right because I don't have many. Uh, I yeah. don't like the songs I write are not really happy themselves. And when I do try to write happy songs, I do have the longest problem with it. Yeah. Uh, well, it's basically. I just feel like because you know people when you feel sad, you it it takes you know something out of you kind of you know it, it's like a heavy emotion. And so right. we don't really think when we're happy, we're happy, we're content. We don't need to change anything. But for me, when I'm going through something, like music is always a way to like get it out, kind of. So yeah. you know, inevitably, it's gonna be about some sad like angsty times in my life you know well, it seems very self-reflection like too yeah you know you, you have some songs that are aimed at yourself certain aspects of yourself that you're not exactly proud of and and it, it's like uh what do you think that comes from in some ways i mean just probably basic human you know like and right. um what's it called no, but I like that about you, though. Don't, don't get me wrong, because yeah. usually when people write sad songs, like, oh, so-and-so broke my heart, yeah. so-and-so did this to me, and you're that. But in, in this case, you're like, oh, like, you know, there's a part of me I don't like, and I, and I want to change it, or, yeah. you know, stuff like that. And that's, I think, how I just look at life in general differently from other people. It's just, I can only, I realize I can only change myself, kind of, you know, you can't force someone to do anything you want, so yeah. kind of just have to go with the flow and evolve. <laughs> right. So that's kind of what I guess it's about, in a way. Has the way you approach songwriting been different since when you first started? Um, I've always wrote poetry, so like from when I was little. Um, I have a whole book that I haven't even looked at. It's filled with stuff from when I was like ten, you know. So I'm sure there's some interesting. Where did that lyrics. come from? I That's know. interesting. I, I have to take a look at it. That'd be fun to turn them into a song, maybe. But uh, there's I've always wrote poetry, so I love that. I love reading. I love writing. That's why I want to major in English. Um, Who are you around to be, like, interested in poetry? Who? I don't know, actually. I've, I've just always, like, through basic, you know, school, like, elementary school, I've always been drawn to, like, the English classes. I've always excelled, you know, in, like, reading and writing and um, comprehension, analysis, stuff like that. Is there a particular story or poem that really, you know, gave you an impression? Hmm, that's a good question. Sometimes I ask. Good question. I guess I could say, you know, with music, because that is poetry. Um, I don't know. There's not a specific. I guess that's what I was trying to do, is, like, write poems that I like. You know what I mean? That, like, I was, I could relate to because I was writing it, I guess. I don't Mm -hmm. know. Hopefully someone down the line would relate to it the way, you know, I meant it to be. Can can you write poetry now? Are you you interested in writing poetry now as well? Yeah. I mean, that's what, how I do my songwriting. I basically write a poem and then I leave it alone for a couple months (laughs) or even weeks and then I'll come back and I'll be playing guitar. I'll find like a nice, you know, melody or a nice like chord progression and then somehow it just seems to match you know usually like I don't know it's it's interesting to me it kind of just happens I don't have like a process it's kind of just like be thinking about something I'll write a poem down a couple months later I'll be playing guitar and I'm like hmm this is like mm-hmm. like it's the same mood it's the same you know thing it just fits together so that's kind of how I write my songs I guess <laughs> do you get weird uh feedback from other musicians who are like oh you write lyrics first oh yeah all the time yeah. um my right. best friend he's in a band actually uh, Dead Engine and they are new they're not new um to music but they're new to like performing and stuff and like writing their own stuff so mm-hmm. we were comparing our like processes and it's just completely different like he will just write everything there you know and like it'll take him like a couple of times to like get it right and then he has to go in and like tweak it and mm-hmm. for me it's i think i do it like two separately like i, I write and then i write the music and then right. somehow it just like fits together over time no, no i could definitely relate i think that's yeah. how i started out because i was a, a poet uh ground zero mm-hmm. first 
And then, you know, I hanged out with a lot of musicians, and for some reason I caught the bug. And I, the first series of songs were all poems that yeah. I turned to songs. Mm-hmm. And a lot of musicians were like, dude, like, you know, don't you start with the melody first? And stuff yeah. like that. I'm like, no, I just winged it, whatever. Well, it's interesting because uh, I'm working on a project right now. It's like an R&B thing I'm trying to do with a local producer. And that's how he does it. He yeah. um, comes up with, like, the melody line first. And yeah. then we can kind of write. And that. So I'm honestly you know b- being challenged right now to kind of like change no, but my way good. but i like I, it yeah i think it's great because now I, f- I do both now yeah now, exactly. now I, I i you know play melody and i put words to it and now i could also just write lyrics yeah i think it, it's a good skill to pick totally up. that's the point i'm trying to get at so. uh, especially if you're you know aiming for collaboration mm-hmm. you gotta be able to adjust to other people oh, how definitely. They work and, stuff like that. and that's interesting to me because like you know i've had a bunch of people ask me to collab and stuff and it, it's nerve-wracking in that sense because i know yeah. how i write and i know it's gonna be a challenge to you know step into someone else's world and and you know pick up like tips from them and skills from them but mm-hmm. i need to do it because it's so always so fun and like rewarding when you actually go and create something with someone else you know now a whole different aspect about uh music playing is, is also the performances yeah uh, i've uh, how, how what's your approach to performances do, do you kind of keep it very simple or do, do you feel like you, you add a little um you know theatrics to it I, it is different every single performance I do. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, how I'm feeling that day, you know, really does affect the way I am on stage. I had one time where I went up, uh, I think it was the Tabard Theater. I don't know if I have any recordings of it, but I kind of just went up there. I was having a rough day, and, like, I just, you know, I, I played my songs, and I, I was singing them, and I was feeling them, but... I don't know, I kind of just, like you said, just a simple playing, you know, and people came up to, I, I thought I wasn't interesting on stage, basically, hmm. thought I kind of like, you know, blew it, but I had people coming up to me after the show, and they're like, that was the best show, like, we have ever seen you do, and I'm yeah. like, oh, okay, like, I didn't really, you know, put any heart, you know, that much heart into it this time, but I don't know, it's funny, it's kind of like a hit or miss, um, same with Being Selfish, that song. Mm-hmm. on my album people love it like people love that song it's like oh my god my favorite song is being selfish i hear it all the time um and that's the song that i literally took the least amount of time to write so it's just interesting you know it's like how long did it take you for that one literally i would say 20 minutes mm-hmm. um the whole entire thing what, what, what was happening when you were writing that song um a lot of things i think people i've heard people you know my friends and from high school and stuff try to like find the meaning and like you know they'll come up to me and be like oh did you you know did you write this about like so and so and i don't think it's about anything specific or any like certain specific scenario um but just it was a transitional period between you know graduating high school and kind of stepping into like adulthood and being like okay what the fuck do i do now (laughs) like you know i'm Mm. i'm supposed to know what i'm gonna do and what i'm gonna study so you're, and, you're going through a hard transition. Yeah, and just with friends specifically, yeah. I guess. Like, we are all just, you know, you, everyone has to go off and figure out what they, what's best for them and do their right. own thing, kind of. And that's a weird phase for yeah. some people because everyone is kind of at a different stage in some regards, you know, and they're thinking differently. Their perspectives are different. So I guess it's mostly about that. And kind of, like, you do have to be selfish when you're young and put yourself first and you know make sure that you're on the right track and so that's kind of what it's about you know you're so self-aware of these things <laughs> like it's interesting are you the oldest or the middle child i am the it's funny i like to say my parents have two only children because i um 
they had me when they were pretty young. They waited for my sisters. My sister's six right now, so okay. I'm the oldest, but the oldest. we're very much a thir- 13 year difference. I think there's a connection there, right? When you're the oldest, a lot of pressure's on you, right? Yeah, well, my parents all are, eyes really are on young, you. so it was kind of like we were, all, and it's still like that. We're all growing up together, you know? It's like mm-hmm. a little treat, like me and my parents, like they're, they're my friends, they're close in age to me, like than a lot of my friends parents so how's that dynamic like where, where you're most of your childhood it looks like you're an only child yeah and 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 then from there now you got a sibling how so you kind of see the you know both worlds yeah well she was born when I was going into high school so from first year of high school I was kind of on my own not like badly but just because they had you know a one-year-old to take care of so um and my dad was working and stuff so high school I was kind of I had to kind of go through a lot of stuff like alone I guess I don't know like figure it out kind of my, myself you say really. alone you, not you, alone but like I you know oh I mean, you were alone yeah like I oh. didn't really like for some reason I thought you were like you took out money for oh, the bank loans? at, at freshman <laughs> oh, God, no. at high school I was like what? oh no 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 <laughs> that was college that was first year of my college oh god alright so, so in some ways you, you felt uh, you know solitude at a young age yeah well just kind of realizing like people got their own stuff to do you know like I can't wait around and 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 you know wait for people to tell me what to do like I gotta go out there and I gotta experience stuff and find out you know what works for me what doesn't and mm-hmm. you know I love traveling I love meeting people so that kind of helped like my friends really did help me a lot you know like, growing up and stuff like uh, what kind of traveling time like road trips or are we talking yeah about like them? I don't know like I've always, like, I don't know, in high school, I would just skip school and go to Santa Cruz <laughs> and, like, play music. What high school did you go to? Leland. And that's why Evergreen? Um, no, it's, like, South San Jose. Okay. It's, like, rich kid neighborhood-ish. Not, like, as Neither. rich as Saratoga, okay. but, like... Well, but it's so close to the 17, right? Like, it's, like, it's, Almaden area. Yeah, it's yeah. easy to just slip away to go to Santa oh, Cruz. Oh, yeah. Me and my friend, yeah. Like, I grew up in Mopita, so it was more of an effort <laughs> to get <laughs> off like the freeway. It's, like, a mission. You're, like, do we really want to do that? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, we would we would just go and we'd stay the night there. I would just play to get enough, you know, money to, for gas money. One time oh, people, you used to busk. Yeah, people used to think I was like homeless. I remember one time this guy came up to me and he's like, "Honey, you need to be safe out there. Like, you need to watch yourself. Like, you are too young to be like out on the streets." And I was like, "Oh, like, thanks." Yeah. <laughs> Where were you busking at? Um, just down the downtown main strip. There's little... Of Santa Cruz? Yeah, okay. like on the... Yeah, like River Street. Is it River Street? I forget what street River Street, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's downtown. Um, yeah, but yeah. there's little blue, like, markers on the uh, sidewalk. You could just sit in one of those. To this day, I don't have the balls to busk. Really? Yeah. I think it's n- I feel, not nerve-wracking I, at all. I feel bad for the people walking by, like, who's this guy? What? I don't know. I just... I don't know. I'm not confident in that sense. But See, it's interesting that from high school, you were, you were already hustling like that. You were like, all right, I got a talent. I'm going to go, you know, make some money and... Yeah, well, Be independent just, and literally, I was broke like literally every day. Like, just had no money. So if I wanted money, that's something I could do to make it happen. Between that and like selling my clothes to Plato's Closet was like my main sources of income. So what's Plato's Closet? It's a place. It's like the thrift store. You can sell your clothes to, and they'll give you cash. It saved me like many times. <laughs> is, is it like online or is it? Or it's an actual place. Yeah, it's like Crossroads or like you know. Interesting. And, and how's that? Is there like a certain you know strategy of selling clothes? I mean, I'm sure you gotta wash them, right? <laughs> uh, name brand, name yeah. brand stuff. That that gets you the most. Yeah. 
<laughs> you're definitely your father's uh, daughter for sure. Yeah. You guys are both hustlers. That's interesting. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I kind of do it accidentally. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's a good thing to have. I don't mean in a pejorative yeah, way. I no, think it's, it's a very, fine. very good thing, especially if you're trying to be in, in the uh, uh, in, in the entertainment business. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you're you're in high school. You got you're busking. You're taking skipping class, going to Santa Cruz. And but living that people, life. You know, like I feel like I learned a lot in school. I did. You know, I love school. I really do. Um, but yeah. I think I did learn a lot too, just from going on those like adventures per se. Like I don't know. I, I used to think people did it all the time, and I I've, I've told my friends who are like way older than me, like the stuff I used to do in high school, and they're like that's so crazy like that's what people do when they're like retired and I'm like what like I don't know I, I just learned a lot and I yeah. met a lot of cool people by doing that and I think I did have the best of both worlds where I was able to go to a really nice school and have the freedom and opportunity to like have fun too you know and, mm -hmm. and learn and, and experience stuff did you also participate in your high school's talent shows and stuff like that nope I was very quiet <laughs> I mean I knew people I was nice to people I feel like I had a you know mm -hmm. I, I didn't have like beef with anyone or I wasn't like a you know a nerd or anything like that I wasn't a cool kid either but I just kind of like floated through and I was nice to people and I but I never participated in like ASB or like anything like that because I just wasn't interested I guess I don't know interesting so pretty much outside of school you're pretty extra you, you're out there you put yourself out there yeah but in, in school, school you no. just it didn't so why do you feel that is I don't know I think I just um, the atmosphere, because I, I didn't grow up in that area. I only moved to Almaden for Leland. Mm -hmm. So it was very new to me, like the money, I guess I should say. I don't know. I, I'm not like, like, I wasn't like poor. I mean, I was living in Almaden Valley. Like, I, yeah, I get it. But growing up, I wasn't around that. So it was weird because I just didn't know how to act, I guess. Or like, mm. I just didn't relate to the people in their big mansions and, you know, their Mercedes and. I see. You know, so you, you and no hard feelings or like anything. an outsider. Yeah, ways. just like I didn't have a big house to throw parties at. I didn't have you know a nice car like to you know mob mm -hmm. in. Like I didn't have my family paying for my gas. So it just was different. You know, not neither one is bad, but it just was different. So we just you mm -hmm. know I I only had a few friends, and they're still my friends to this day. You know, mm -hmm. so. And going to Evergreen now, do you feel like, you know, you're meeting people you can relate more to now? Oh, absolutely. It's yeah. crazy. It's like every story I hear, it's pretty much, you know, the same story I have where it's like, you know, I'm going to do community just because I don't want to waste money. Like, I don't want to take out loans for an extra two years when I could just get this done here, yeah. you know. So well, that's cool. What is it, financial aid? Yeah. Oh, dude, thank God for financial aid. I know. I would never have gotten my degree if it was... You know, I wouldn't even be a Democrat if it wasn't for financial aid, you know? <laughs> exactly. I'll take, the government, I'll take money from the government yeah. any, any time. Oh, like, my gosh. Yeah. I don't know. My first Actually, year. I mean, this podcast was started by financial aid. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, instead of, you know, you know, using that money for my yeah. school, I you used can, it to get this equipment. Yeah. So, uh, I got to thank the, the U.S. government for <laughs> making this podcast happen. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm still in debt for my first year. I tried to go to San Francisco State first, mm -hmm. fresh out of high school. And it for just English? Didn't work. Right. I had no idea what the hell I wanted to do. I was just mm. messed, like, kind of effing off and not really doing anything with my life. I was kind you of say sad. that, but you were doing quite a lot. I mean, you were people, playing music already. Yeah, people yeah. tell me that all the time, but I still disagree. I, there's, I guess there's just a lot more I thought I would be able to do at my age, and I'm kind of 
realizing it's like no like you, like there's certain things you gotta wait for I guess and kind of set yourself up that's, for that's a hard money that's a hard expectation to deal with you know because you know we're told that at a certain age you're going to college you should already know what you want to do what you you know all that bullshit and uh, you know it comes with time yeah you know and it, like you said everybody has a different past everybody yeah. has a different time where they figure shit out so so what gravitated you towards uh, San Francisco State? I think I felt pressure to pick a four-year university because yeah. I had said before I kind of wanted to do community, um, but I had a lot of people in my life kind of pushing me like, you know, you, you can do it, like go to a four-year, like you'll feel better, you'll meet people, you know, and I did and I, I still talked to my roommates and stuff. Um, I just liked SF, the vibe, because it was like grungy, you know, like the kids in there would be like, boots like you know doc martens and like ripped jeans and i was like oh it's cool it's not like cal poly or it's it's a different atmosphere right. like down south you know like la yeah. um or i mean san diego every time i visit sf state someone's offering me weed yeah know. no and that's <laughs> it was funny that's how i met a lot of people actually with like the you know dsa it was a designated smoking areas that's like right. where i would meet my friends and stuff but it was cool i i liked the people there a lot um i just didn't like the area i think i'm just i'm not really a city person like I like visiting the city but I think living there was rough just because it can be yeah yeah like I just don't think I was ready and I just it's not what I wanted I was so far from any like mountains or trees like that's why I love Santa Cruz because I can go up nine and in the redwoods you know mm-hmm. and there was like no trees and <laughs> like no like anything no green <laughs> right right so right. just wasn't for me but my friends still go there and like I said I still talk to my roommates which is awesome so I definitely don't regret doing that because I learned and I made a lot of like close friendships but yeah. I knew I couldn't stay so <laughs> during this period of you know of existential crisis in some way with education what was were you writing music at the time do you feel like there was a good period where you, a lot of content came out of you yeah that's funny you mentioned existential crisis um because that's we my senior year of English class we covered a lot of like philosophy um and mm-hmm. stuff like that and I think that's when it hit me that I had like no idea what I wanted to do and I like wasn't happy where I was and you know I I didn't have passion really about anything I kind of was just like floating so I think that's when it started like the wheel started turning and I kind of did start writing um Mm -hmm. but I still wasn't playing it's Mm. very interesting to me I don't know how it was poetry right you're right yeah I don't know how this came about and some songs I don't even remember how I wrote I just like would find them on my uh, voice memos or like something like that and just I don't know you recorded yourself yeah I do that all that's my number one way to I have like a thousand (laughs) voice memos nice you know um just so I can remember it I guess or just to listen to it I don't know but yeah it's very interesting to me because I think my senior year is when I started kind of rebelling against what my plan was like what the plan I had created for myself all before that Mm -hmm. I kind of was like I don't want to do this you know like I don't want to actually go through with it like I know I don't so definitely started writing about that but also kind of stopped doing music in general for a little bit Mm -hmm. Um, and it wasn't until about last year that I came back to it but I had all this stuff that I wrote about like the hard time when I wasn't doing music you know right so I like had material I didn't do anything with it and then just last year I was able to like complete it and well, kind of get something out there I think you've gone through a lot you know I, I, you know and I think uh, a lot of stuff you've gone through is so relatable to a lot of people 
we've been in similar situations. Yeah. You know, because I was looking at my early poetry, early music stuff, actually. I was like, mm-hmm. you know what? Oh, like, I, what was I even talking about at the time? <laughs> but now I'm a little older now, you know, it's like, all right, I got more stuff to say now. Exactly. Or I have more experiences to express. Yeah. And, and, you know, it could be with relationships or it could be friendships or a variety of things, right? Um, so it, you said until recently you really started getting into the music scene, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what was that push for you? Like what got me into it? Or got yeah. me to like want to be into it? <laughs> I guess, okay, so I had, um, I've had this vocal coach, Jim Bruno, for a really long time. He's pretty well known in that, that area. No, actually, outside of it. it's I, I don't know if you know Bascom, like Guitar um, Showcase. Oh! So it's SMI. It's so like, you were taking vocal classes on the side. I was, yeah. Okay. I just started that. Um, my grandma actually is the one that got me able to do that. She started paying for them when I was like, I think, 11 or 12. Is this your grandma on your father's side? Yes. Because I remember he was, when he was here, he was telling me that when he was younger, at family gatherings that a big thing the, your family would do was do like sings like they would sing together yeah songs. well they would and, take turns yeah. singing songs well it's the irish family you know right. they would sing like little irish like ballads so i'm like and, it makes sense now yeah. that you got into singing <laughs> yeah right, no right. It, it's it's fun it's always been a big put like him and my grandma are the two people that are like you're doing this you yeah. know um how was your mother taking it great she's supportive yeah. you know she thinks she comes to my shows and you know but she always says she's like i just don't know how you do that like how you like play and sing and like stuff like that yeah, so yeah, it's yeah, cool yeah. she's yeah she's super awesome she's really supportive so of your grandma's like you know you got something continue doing it oh my grandma's yeah. my rock like yeah, i yeah. don't i wouldn't be here right now if it wasn't for her like i literally i don't know what i would do without her so i owe her music you know my ability to sing and a lot more so what kind of things were you learning with these uh, vocal classes um from the beginning it was a lot of weird sounds um (laughs) and i had no idea what i was doing and then one day it just clicked in me like i I don't know i I remember the moment i started being able to do things that i didn't before you know Mm. what i mean and like i was like oh my god it's working like it's actually like working yeah um but right now i don't know I'm, i'm learning about modes uh, harmonies, you know, fifths, thirds, mm-hmm. a bunch of stuff. It's I've been there for years. Um, onsets, a bunch of yeah, vocal fry, like just literally vocal everything. Fry. Yeah. What is that? It's it's like okay, if you do a squeaky, squeaky door, it's called. It's like uh, uh-huh. okay, <laughs> you could do that, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's supposed to help. Um, low notes like yeah. ease yourself into it because basically what what i've heard i guess or observed is like singing is your ability to go from like your chest voice which is like oh to your head voice which is right. like ah, like seamlessly you know uh-huh. and then you have like your mix in the middle which you put strain like it's the most straining on your voice and you have bridges you have to like transition to mm-hmm. so it's cool I have a friend who took some uh, vocal classes, and mm-hmm. he was meowing for, like, a month or so. Really? Like, something his teacher had him do yeah. was just meow. No, I would do the squeaky door. <laughs> meow in different octaves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, there's this one I do a lot. He taught me that yeah, one. That's a, that's a good one. Because <laughs> uh, I was performing at, in Mountain View re- uh, a couple weeks ago, and, and I was really nervous, and he took me to the back, and we were just yeah. starting those vocal exercises. I'm like, what am I doing here? Yeah. Like, I, I could barely even do it. It's hard, but once yeah. you do, it just loosens up everything and 
gets you ready to go. <laughs> so it was this vocal teacher that kind of pushed you to start performing. Well, he gave more. me the ability, like the skills, you know, and the talent. I feel like he told me how to use it wisely and like and and do like sing well. But I think my dad had always pushed me, and um, my English teacher actually. Mr. Agiloni, he well, Rich Agiloni, yeah, he okay. he's a local musician actually as well. Mr. Rich Richard Agiloni. Kind of music. Um, like rock, I guess. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I guess I would say, um, or like psychedelic rock. I don't know. He's mm. got a broad range. But anyway, he's the one that introduced me to this promoter, um, Phil. So I had my first Phil show. Mar- Mar- what? Mariska? I don't know how to pronounce yeah, it, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Phil M. <laughs> um, Phil M. We'll go that yeah. way. Yeah. yeah. But he was kind enough to let me sing. Because he told me, he's like, after he told me this, he was like, I wasn't really sure, you know. Like, I didn't really listen to it. But I just hoped that you were good. Um, but he was like, you know, thank you for doing the show. He set me up with the Forager, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and right. the Haberdasher for Sofa Street Fair. Uh-huh. And so after uh-huh. he heard me, he was like, you know... Here, like he introduced me to a bunch of other promoters, and it kind of just took off from there. Sweet. So, I'm so, just glad that I was able to meet him. You know, when did the development of your EP came came about? That was also with Rich. Uh, he did the whole thing. <laughs> I mean, I wrote the music, but he produced it and recorded it. Your vocal coach? Um, no, the teacher, my English teacher. Your English teacher? Oh, yeah. that's him. He has a studio. Yeah. What studio? Because I used to, he's plays with a ton of people, you know, like musicians locally and stuff. So uh, we would have like little sessions for his band because mm-hmm. I helped him out with like percussion and stuff in his band. So he. So you do play drums? Um, it was like bongos and congas and like, but I I can play drums. Yeah. I can like hold a couple beats, you know, like if you need (laughs) some drums, like I'm, I'm there. Like I can do it. I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. And like on my track, I think I played a couple or I came up with it or something like that. Mm. I don't think I played it. I can't really remember, but but yeah, I can, I can like hold, you know, beat. Um, but he was the one that recorded everything. And it's funny. There's two songs on there that I don't even remember. Like I didn't write anything. He would just set me up with the mic because he would be like, oh, I'm, like, testing these mics. You know, like, you can, like, sing on them or whatever. Like, I'll record whatever you want. But he would, I would just be alone with the mic in his studio. And then when he came out, when we came out with the album, he's like, oh, yeah, by the way, there's, like, two songs on here that I want to, like, you should consider putting on. Mm -hmm. And I would listen to them, and they were all, like, improv songs I had just been playing in his studio, like, with the new microphone, so that was cool. So the lyrics were improv. Yeah, he captured it, like, perfectly, though, huh. so it was really cool, because that, I'm thankful for that, because those are two songs that would have been lost, you know? So you were, you were able to tap into a stream of consciousness to, to develop lyrics on the spot. Yeah, yeah, huh. if I have something to say, <laughs> you know? I mean, I can always write music that sounds good and like is interesting i guess like lyrics but a lot of times it's hard for me to produce it and to like put it out there because i feel like i'm not saying anything or like i'm not proud of it you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um because i have a ton of songs that are like to me like stupid little like just quick writes or like little you know stuff to talk about or to sound good over a certain chord progression but i would never like release it i feel like or at least not for a while just because mm-hmm. i'm not proud of it i guess <laughs> like I, don't, I feel like i need to like say more or, like have meaning behind it but i don't know maybe that'll change one day <laughs> so what was the conversation like to develop your ep 
Um, I wasn't really one. That's what's kind of funny about it is that it, the project I'm working on currently mm-hmm. with the local producer is we have had many conversations about what we want it to sound like and, you know, um, the mood, the vibe, you know, but this kind of just happened. Like my first debut album, I was just going over there and he was teaching me stuff about, you know, mm-hmm. playing in a band. I was meeting local musicians because he would have them come over and play, you know, and the whole process was new to me and it was really cool. And so he would just have me like sing some of my songs to like test the mic, you know, um, and they sounded really good. And so he kind of just like put it all together for me. So you originally didn't intend on having a, a 10 song track? No, I didn't. I didn't intend on. And if anything, you have a song that you, I guess there's an encore to it. Yeah. there's Being selfish. Yeah. It's, yeah. So we had, I had so the, um, the acoustic version of that being selfish. The first one that comes up mm-hmm. is actually recorded with my cousin Cassidy and his home like studio. Cause he wants to, he's going to school for music production right now or like recording arts. Mm-hmm. So we just did a quick little thing one time, and that's actually what kind of started the process with Rich in his home studio, because mm-hmm. I played him that recording, and he said, wow, like, your voice sounds, you know, really great, like, recording, and we could do a lot of cool things with, like, an acoustic album. Mm-hmm. So that's when I, I guess we started doing it. But we, it was never taken seriously. Like, I, I never really actually thought I would be releasing an album from it. Like, I just thought I would have a couple of recordings, you know, and, like, stuff to show my friends. So it felt like play. Yeah, I told I would it didn't go, feel like work. I would go over there and I would literally just jam and mess around, you know, like have, laugh with our friends and stuff and like and then magically somehow months later he was like, "Oh yeah, he, by the way, like here's all your recordings you did." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "What the what?" Like he's like, "We we have a full album. Like you should probably like release this." And I was like, "Oh my god." Like I just had no idea. It kind of just happened and Luckily, I was recording, you know, when like on the mic when I would be playing there and stuff. I don't know. It's just really cool, actually, the way it happened. It all fell together, mm-hmm. and nothing was planned. Nothing was really thought about, and mm-hmm. you know, and it is very rough. I feel like um, my debut album. It's very acoustic, and it is. It's not seamless, and there is certain parts that I would have liked to do. Yeah, I'd like do over. I think overall, it's a great pr- production. But yeah, it. I yeah, kind of just I, wanted to get it out there, and like this is what. I do, no, and <laughs> definitely, definitely, a good job to you and, and to the people behind you because it, it's actually you, you, I could hear that the production was uh, detailed, and, you know, because especially if it's your debut album, like I, I was very you know impressed. I'm like, oh, okay, like this is, sounds crisp and clear. Yeah, you know, I lucked like out. That. I really did. Um, on top of that, uh, it's interesting to me that you say that you, you had no because there, there, I felt there was an aesthetic to the album, to the EP. Oh really? But now you're telling me that that wasn't even a you know a thought behind it. I literally, and I hate saying this because I don't feel like it's like that anymore. Like I do, I I'm now because of this debut album, because of this experience, I'm now excited about recording and like I want to do more projects, you yeah. know. But initially, this I had no drive to do it, you know. Like I had no. Which like, on, it's the best place to be. Yeah, because once yeah. you put you know once you got a body of work behind you. Sometimes this happens to me a lot, and in, in other stuff I do. There's a you know certain expectation you put on yourself yeah. that can be creatively paralyzing. Yeah. So I think uh, just keep doing what you're doing. You know, in some ways, don't worry too much of like, oh, you know, I should yeah. I should be you know writing better songs by now. I should be sounding. It's like, trust me, like the more you treat it like play, the better. Yeah, and that's what I kind of realized recently too, because I after that album 
came out and I did a couple live shows, I kind of just, like, didn't want to do any music anymore. I was just like, I'm done. Okay, I did what I did. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know, people, there's something that represents me that's out, you know, online and people have heard it, whatever. Like, I'm done. Like, I can die happy. <laughs> like, whatever. But right. now it's kind of... I just realized maybe I just don't have anything to say right now and I'm kind of I like like to look at it like I'm in the stage where I'm like observing you know and I'm gonna go experience some crazy shit and I'm gonna write about it maybe next year like a couple months from now or whatever and yeah. then there'll be a new project from mm. that that I can you know work on and actually put effort into so you're also very patient yeah, yeah. I guess I don't know I feel like I'm because usually when, once people catch the bug they're like alright next album alright yeah next. well I wish I had that I'll yeah. be honest I do and like a lot of my anxiety I think it's a good quality has been from that I, I think having patience is a good quality yeah to have. it's not so much patience though I feel like as if it's just like no idea what to do <laughs> next you know so I just don't do anything because mm. I'm like I don't really know what to do but it, you know I'm, I'm getting there and I'm really not stressed about it and I love music it's always going to be something mm. I do in my life and you know, it, it introduces me to so many cool people. And honestly, this album is a miracle that it's even out and, like, released because mm. it was never even supposed to be a thing. But it is, and that's really cool. And so, Well, you know. my favorite song from the EP is, is uh, Picture Me. Oh, really? I put a storm wow. next to it. Uh, I'm really digging that song. Thank you. How, how did that one come about? And what was the inception of, of, that, of that song? I think I, like... There was this guy I was kind of dating, and I, you know, we had known each other for a while, but I just wasn't really looking for a relationship, I guess, at the time, and he was, so it was just, uh -huh. you know, I just felt like I was kind of wronging him in a way, but at the same time, I was like, I know I don't want, you know, I'm very clear with you, and I've told you this, and so if, you know, like, it, it, it's kind of, that's kind of the sassiest song, I feel like, on the album, <laughs> like, where it's kind of like, because it, it, I don't, in my head I was kind of singing like you know I'm sorry basically but this is what happened like you know picture me like pure again if you want you know <laughs> like kind of like like that like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna change me because you're so upset about it kind of thing yeah, like yeah. and I'm sorry I've done this but it is what it is and you can take it or leave it kind of thing mm -hmm. um, but I wrote that on uh, in my grandma's house actually I just started playing it, and then I, like I said, I matched it up with the poem that I wrote, and magically that song came about. <laughs> mm -hmm. well, I really dig it. I think it, like I, hearing the background behind it, it, it makes it more sense. There's a certain energy you put onto that song that's very Dylan-esque, mm -hmm. and very, you know, a, 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 another side of Dylan, you know, where where it's like he he's specifically telling somebody yeah. or, or, or kind of. I wouldn't say talking shit necessarily, but making yeah. a point. Well, yeah, my know? lyric is, you know, sorry, I couldn't keep you on my mind. And that's basically, you know, like, sorry, you're not my world and, you know, you're not everything to me. And, I, mm. you know, you, you tell me I'm everything to you, but it just is what it is. Oh, you know? Jesus. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's typical, like, high school, you know, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit, but. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, but you're, you're, it seems like the flagship song that, you know, it's the, it's the first song, it seems, right? The what? Sorry. Flagship song. I mean, oh, that's, yeah. That, that's the song people are sharing around. That's the song that... That's the first three al uh, album, which is... Um, yeah, I, I dropped my pen. I, I think am it, so sorry. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, I think it's Picture Me, What It uh, Is what Gotta is Be it True. Gotta be, it, and then what does that so. title mean? <laughs> okay, that's funny. It's, um, uh, what is it, comma, Gotta Be True? So, 
<laughs> I was actually writing it with not writing it with Rich, but I was writing it in Rich's studio. Mm-hmm. Um, I was finishing it up because I'd written it with my friend um, at his house, and I kind of it was rough, you know. And so I kind of perfected it at the studio with Rich, and we were experimenting with like so basically we take these headphones and plug them in to like the um outbox or whatever or the inbox mm-hmm. and you would able to sing into the headphones and it would be like a muffled like it would be like an old like staticky to be sound. distorted yeah so we were like playing around with it trying to see if we could have a section of it on the recording and i was actually gonna have him sing it because he, he was, like, singing it one day just, you know, off of his head. And I was like, oh, that sounds, like, pretty cool. And he, he was showing me the headphone thing. And I was like, that'd be cool if we put it in, like, at the end. So we actually recorded a version with him singing it into the headphones, like, all strategy, like, at the end. Mm-hmm. But it ended up just making the song, like, too long. And it kind of changed the whole vibe, you know? So we kind of just decided to cut it. But yeah. we named it What Is It Gotta Be True? Because that's the line that he said at the end. Um, so I kind of just like named it that. I don't know. <laughs> right, right. It's 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 funny. But on his album, yeah. actually, um, there's a song uh, that makes a reference to that song. Like on mine. I don't know. It's funny. On his latest It's like an one, inside joke. Yeah, right? it's like, yeah, yeah. He, I think his album, Ro- um, Romantic War Comedy, I think it's on. So it's like an inside joke between me and my producer pretty much, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's cool. I like it. And I, you know, it's going to stay, so... Now, when you were told that you got songs to make an EP, how was the process for you to compile them and how to order them? Like, do you feel like there's a certain flow you wanted? Yeah, I was really adamant about um, a certain order. I think I had Being Selfish first, and then I had, like, I had a couple things mixed around. Why Um, Being Selfish first? That's an interesting choice. I just, it's my go-to. Like, it's the, you know, number one song that I felt proud of. It's the first song I really liked and really, you know, felt like it said something, you know, and people related to it a lot. Every person I played it for would be like, that's, you know, my favorite song that you do by far. So I kind of just wanted to lead with that because th- that's what started everything else. Like, I wrote that song first, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's what everything else followed. So I kind of just felt like it should be first. But I don't know. I think... I just bounced off ideas off of, like, my friends for the order and just being like, hey, what do you think about this? Or, like, well, you know, what? how does this sound like? And so that's the one that ultimately I liked and that I feel like a lot of my close people that I trust, you know, liked as well. So I kind of just went with that. Mm-hmm. Laying next to me. Tell me the story behind that song. Um, let's see. Story. Or is there a story? Or I don't know. Or, or th- um, is that one that you improved? I think I like this guy and... You know, I was crushing on him. <laughs> like, I just... Yeah. It was, like, a, just a stupid love song that I was, you know... Yeah, yeah. Like, I was so infatuated with this person. And, like, you know, I just wanted... All I want to do is just lay with them and, like, just talk to them. And, you know, it's just kind of a mellow little jam. I think I wrote it, actually, on my voice memos on my way home one night. Like, mm. pretty late. I think that's... It's either that one or um, You'll Never Be Mine. I think... Or maybe both of them I wrote. Mm-hmm just improv uh driving home i used to do that a lot <laughs> just kind of put on my voice memos and just kind of sing if i had something on my mind you still feel comfortable playing that song um the reason i'm asked because like it's, it's a, a notion that i wrote with a previous musical guest mm-hmm. where like we at some point we wrote a song about a significant other where it didn't work out yeah. right and it comes to a point you know where like 
I don't want to sing the song because oh, it reminds no. me of them. All my songs, I don't want to sing anymore. <laughs> like I am so over. I know you know, the feeling. You Trust write, me. you yeah, write yeah. these songs about stuff that you don't. You know, you write it so you don't have to go through it anymore, and you can just put it away. You know, and then you end up really liking the song, and other people like the song, and it's so moving, and you're like, oh, I, I, I should sing this. Like, you know, it, it's a good thing. Blah blah. blah. And then you do it, and you do it over and over again, and it does take a toll on you, like, emotionally. Mm -hmm. Like, I remember there was one night I was singing, um, What Has It Gotta Be True? Mm -hmm. And I, like, almost started crying, like, up on stage, you know? And it's not so much where I'm still upset about all that stuff, but it's just, there's a certain, you know, mood you have when you write those songs, and it, you're instantly brought back there when you feel it, and when you perform it, and when you actually, like, get into it, you know? And that's what's great, is that you're able to capture that emotion, but it's also sucks because it's like an emotion that you don't really want to re revisit you know right right but now, whatever it is what it is <laughs> now so, something that was cool was your encore version of being selfish yet you, you had a backing band it did that's full-on backing band yeah that was rich's friends how um, was that like put, putting that together do, do you felt like you kind of it was discovered things about your sound when, when yeah. you combined it with the backing band well that kind of i liked that you know the band thing but i wish we did another version because personally i was not really prepared i feel like and i kind of didn't take it seriously when we did do the recording and i just wasn't my voice even like i don't you can hear the difference between the two tracks it's like my voice was pretty you know mm. perfect or not perfect but pretty you know well fitting to the acoustic version but then i feel like when i did the full band i was like cracky and like i don't know i just i didn't feel like it was what the vibe or like the tone i wanted for it but i still put it on there just because i wanted people to hear kind of what i could sound like with a band and like what my music would sound like um because that's my song like i wrote that song um and they just played behind you know it's cool I, I never heard my song that i wrote with a band so that was cool and i kind of wanted to put it out there just so i personally would have it too like forever and and somewhere i could like look it up and stuff you know do you prefer to perform live uh with a band or no i still to don't ever want a band in my life really <laughs> I why not do, interesting i will do projects with people like i will yeah, yeah. totally work with bands i have before and it's really fun i'm not against it at all i will absolutely was there a challenge to it for you yeah no a little bit yeah scheduling um, and stuff not so much that because my schedule like i if i want to do something i'll do it you know like i'll find a way to like make my schedule work around it but oh no not your schedule like their schedule like, oh yeah but that's together. the thing that's why i will never have a band because i watched yeah. you know my lead rich you know lead, yeah. lead singer and his band literally our guitarist didn't show up for for a good reason you know like he right. but one time we had a show and he didn't he couldn't come so it's just like what do you do then you don't have your guitarist like and it, it was fine it actually worked out it was a really good show but I just don't, I hate relying on people, I hate it. Not because people are unreliable, but just because I just like to... It's an, an element that's gonna be there. Yeah, and I, I yeah. think I, I'm kind of realizing I am a control freak in a way, and like, that's one thing for me if I can't... Well, that's okay. Like, I, I, I uh, for the longest time, I stayed away from having a backing band for the same reason, mm -hmm. and now I just have a, a different system. Yeah. You know, my bands, I call it the Wandering Poets, but they're not, you know, permanent band members it's just if they can make it they can make it if yeah they, what, I'm perfectly comfortable doing this alone yeah but you know let's say the drummer can't make it so I just get another drummer and, and that's just, what I mean and just keep yeah. the band name the same and that's what I mean by like projects too is like I'm totally open to do like 
you know, like a, a little EP with, you know, Dead Engine, like my friend's band or something, or I'm able to do, you know, stuff with another band or another singer or whatever. I'm totally open for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've even talked to like guitarists and stuff about doing like a jazz album and, you know, stuff like that, little projects. But I just don't think I'll ever be in like a full on like band, like we're in this forever, like, you know, like the Doors or the Beatles or anything like that. Like I'll do little projects on the side, but I'll never be in like a fully committed like band thing i don't know <laughs> that being said it seems like you're paying uh a, a more attention towards a jazz direction mm-hmm. i just always for me my dream in life is to be a jazz singer locally and just sing in smoky bars and just do you know fun That's, jazz music and yeah. i would love to do that the rest of my life and i hope i can you know um, who are some of your jazz influences um, let's see, Sarah Vaughn, definitely, because ah, her ability with her vocals, it's nuts, you know, like, yeah. she can just rip through her range, and, you know, all the melisma she does, like, it's just nuts. Um, let's see, Ella Fitzgerald, definitely, um, trying to think more female, Nina Simone, I love, because she's not the best like technical if you really listen to a lot of her stuff like i think in the dark is an example and what's the other song um i still love you mm-hmm. there's like certain things that she like she doesn't she'll sing flat notes and stuff like that like or she'll you know crack or she won't reach her her well, head voice and it but it still sounds good and it's still her way of singing and you know, like, I feel like she's not trying to yeah. be, like, the best vocalist, you know? She's just right. trying to sing, and, and her music is soulful, you know? And right. that's what I always loved. I love, like, the, the like, creepy or, like, the, like, bass, you know, like, right. tone of her voice. It was, right, it was right. just awesome. And that's what I, I like to capture with my music, and that's why a lot of my songs now are slow, like, acoustic, because I like to capture, like, that tone, you know? Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, those are my influences, yeah. I guess. I, I love Nina Simone. In some ways, Nina Simone's, like, the Bob Dylan of jazz in some way. At least as vocalist wise, yeah. Because like you said, it's not like the perfect, you know. Yeah, exactly. But you know, the, the shit she's singing, you feel it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I, you know, that's all. Because for me personally, I'm not trying to be the best singer either. You know, like I, I'm not. Like I'm not trying to be a Christina Aguilera type or whatever. Mm-hmm. I just like singing, and I, you know, like writing stuff that I like to listen to, and mm-hmm. that's pretty much all I know how to do. So. I guess that's when I see other people from the past or even other artists like now that I'm running into like locally and stuff when they have that same kind of mindset where it's like we just love doing this and we're not trying to be the best at anything like we just it just comes across like your message is able to be shared because you have passion and like love for it versus you're really good at it and you've been you know singing all these cover songs all the time and you know you're a really awesome singer but all you do is sing other people's songs you know what i mean like yeah i respect i catch you drift someone yeah. that maybe isn't the best vocalist but they're still writing amazing music and like all of their own music and like they put feeling behind it and they're passionate about it versus someone who's like oh you know i, I got this record deal in la and you know my producer like you know they have writers for their songs and stuff like that and there's just mm-hmm. no like feeling behind it i don't know I'm just always going to write my own music and yeah. And so you generally stay away from covers? Um yeah, I kind of grew up doing covers just because of vocal class. Like I have to like that's how you learn how to sing is through other people's songs, especially jazz songs. Um and that's why I think I like jazz so much cuz that's the only cover songs that I enjoy singing, mm-hmm. you know. Um 
like no pop songs no no rock and roll songs not even really i just haven't got maybe one day but not yet at least <laughs> like i'm just not really interested I, yet. I, I could see you like very patty smith like in some ways and i'm trying kind of experimenting with my friend's band because they're like they're like heavy rock or like metal rock kind of Interesting. um and so it's cool yeah no it's cool to like actually when i just sing how i sing over that sometimes it matches up and it sounds really cool and other times it's just like this isn't working you know but just being able to experiment with different sounds i'm just now starting to be able to do so maybe well, i'll i'll come out you know with something different well so far considering how how you look at things how self-aware you are and how you know at the same time, it seems you have great work ethic behind you when it comes to passionate stuff. And on top of that, you have a, a re- rebellious streak in you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Consider rock and roll. Like, I'm just yeah, saying. No. You, you get certain core elements and principles within you already. Yeah. That I think, I don't know, that's just me, though. No, I love it. I love it. No, as, think, as much as, you know, yeah. I, I think jazz is a great venue. I think it's a lot of great stuff to learn there. But, you know, just talking to you now and just looking at you, and I, I think... I think you got some of that, that, well, that have you heard moxie of Courtney in you. Barnett? I love Courtney oh, Barnett. Oh, yeah. When Holy I heard, shit. It was like Goosebumps. amazing. I know. Have you listened to her latest album? No, not it's, the latest one. Oh, man. Or, uh, anyway, she's great. I love her stuff. Oh, really? That's awesome. Yeah, no, she she was cool. She's the one that actually started um, kind of like I wanted to experiment with that sound kind of. You know what I mean? Because I was like, fuck, like, that's so cool. Like She makes it so cool. And she, yeah. she doesn't sing crazy like rough or anything she's not like led zeppelin like robert plant screaming or anything like that you know but she's it's really cool and it's still like you can you know rock to it i don't know i really like her uh pedestrian i love yeah or uh, Uh, avant gardener yeah what's a poppy one or whatever Uh, poppy something i forget was it elevator boy no is it elevator boy no there is elevator um, yeah, but she, so she's, she, oh God, how come you didn't bring up earlier? Jesus. Yeah. Not, not get what, the direction you're thinking. So more like indie rock in some yeah, way. Yeah. 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 And like, I don't know that I, she's very recently, I discovered her like senior year of high school. I discovered her. So, mm-hmm. um, I haven't really gotten to kind of familiarize myself with her stuff. You know, like you just said her new album. I was like, I, didn't, I have no idea, you know, but mm-hmm. definitely that's someone who, has sparked in me like the thought to do more rock and roll and more like alternative stuff like that you know so yeah maybe that's, one day. that's great stuff i think <laughs> you're doing great things so what's the game plan now um i don't know like <laughs> i'm recording right now that new project i'm really excited about it actually it's been really fun really um eye-opening you know like i said his process is very different from mine so it's was a challenge but it's really awesome and it's been really positive um and so hopefully i'll have that out you know by the end of this year if not early you know 2019 but right now i'm kind of just gonna do that and you know i want to get back to my jazz roots a little bit and start doing some standard like you know singing standards at shows and stuff just because i I just love the music and i Mm -hmm. think it would be awesome to play like you said in a band setting and that's what I mean by jazz like I will only do that really with jazz songs is like sing you know covers and sing with a band um but also just continue to kind of write my own stuff I just bought um some mics and like set up some equipment for my home like studio I guess so I'll start recording demos (laughs) maybe sending them out and but I kind of just want to experiment with literally every genre you know but Mm -hmm. just I want to take my time I don't want to like rush into anything I'm not 100% Uh, passionate about you know so 
right now game plan is kind of just to experience and live life and not really stress but still kind of do music and because I'll always be doing music always you know I'll always want to do it and I've been doing shows when they need people like downtown and stuff mm-hmm. I've, I've stopped really kind of performing just because I want to work on the recording um and you know I didn't feel like I really needed to be doing shows I mean it's it's always nice to do shows but for right now I just kind of want to focus on recording and writing and and stuff like that um so yeah game plan I'm not really sure I, I'm hoping to get to a place where I can record myself completely independent of anyone you know because that's the goal the ultimate goal awesome well Zoe it's been a pleasure having you here yeah it's been a pleasure um and where can people catch your music um on apple music spotify soundcloud um google music under it's just zoe campbell my name so Mm -hmm. my debut album zoe is on pretty much every platform even youtube soundcloud my instagram at zoe elise campbell yeah (laughs) i was was a little confounded because sometimes you go by zoe campbell i know that was and then sometimes you go zoe elise i know campbell well sometimes i just go zoe elise it started off actually as zoe campbell and then it quickly changed to zoe elise why and then because people i i I wanted a different name for some reason i didn't like for some reason i just didn't want to use my real name and i was like i love my middle name elise and it's spelled differently than a lot of people spell that so it was cool and it just felt soft and like easy to say but then i like started people started announcing me as zoe elise on stage and i was just i don't know it's just not my name i i don't know so Wait, i ended up you you knowing they could just called you up by zoe elise well no i mean they would ask me like how what i wanted to be called and i okay. would say zoe elise okay. and then quickly that changed back to just zoe campbell <laughs> And well, it was Zoe Elise Campbell for a little bit, and then I was like, no, I'm just Zoe Campbell. That's my name. Like, that's what my name's going to be the rest of my life, so. Right, right. As your dad says, the true heir to the uh, Campbell, Campbell soup. soup fortune. <laughs> yep, that's me. All right, Zoe, I think you're going to lead us out with a song. <laughs> sure. What song do you think you're going to play for I'm us? I'm going to do Being Selfish, because that is what started all of this. All right, let's do it. I know I'm being selfish, but so are all of you. I mean, what else can I offer? No, what would you like me to do? I can't seem to trust you all. I really wish I could. I guess I'm just not strong enough And like Amy, I'm just no good Well, it's a constant mental battle Do I deal with all your drama? Despite the fact that I love you This is feeling like a never-ending saga I should have no expectations, but I just can't seem to shake The hopes and dreams I have for us and the memories I want to make you I should be 
happy alone yes this i know for sure but every time that i try i just end up feeling hurt i'm too easy on myself i know who others have it worse So I'll get up tomorrow and just write one more verse Cuz I know I'm being selfish but so are all of you I mean what else can I offer no what would you like me to do I can't seem to trust you all oh, who I really wish I could I guess I'm just not strong enough I wish you understood Zoe Campbell's debut EP is available now on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. It is named Zoe, and you can download, preview it, listen to it, stream it, whatever you do, just make sure you go get it. Alright, that's it for this week. Listeners, thank you for tuning in once again, and don't forget to check out the JMS Podcast on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Come on, I want to be your friend on social media, of course. Uh, don't get me wrong. Maybe we could be friends in real life. I don't know. I gotta admit though, uh, I got too many friends, honestly. And the problem when you have too many friends is that you gotta go to weddings in your almost every summer. I'm, I've already been to two weddings. Uh, anyway, that's it for this week. Take care. Have a good one. I hope you had a good workout while listening to this, or maybe you had a good drive. Maybe you were just doing homework, or maybe you were killing time at work. I don't know what it may be. You may be tuning in wherever you are. Maybe you're on the light rail. Maybe you are uh, just walking. You're just walking around. Whatever it may be, thank you for tuning in to the JMS Podcast. And I'll release another episode next week on Sunday. And look forward to it. <laughs>